0: Welcome. You have entered the realm of 1111 Talk Radio. Your host is Simron. It's time to discover your own language with the universe. Empower yourself, broaden your mind, open your heart, and discover who you are. Now, here's your host, Simron. Hello and welcome to
1: 1111 Talk Radio. It is great to be with you this week and we are going to dive into a wonderful show. With a new guest by the name of Joanne Louise Hardy, and she has written a novel inspired by a true story. It's called Anna, and uh, the foreword is by James Redfield, the New York Times bestselling author of The Celestine Prophecy. Uh, It is a beautiful novel that is very much about real life, but it has woven within it many pieces of wisdom and spiritual insight and the essence, which is really beautiful, is that regardless of what our lives hold, there is the opportunity for us to grow and to find wisdom and peace. Joanne Louise Harvey is a writer and management consultant working as director of CelestineVision.com, an advisor to James Redfield since 2017. Keenly interested in the human potential movement, Joanne writes with the mission of contributing to our conscious evolution by exploring life situations human emotions, and the path to enlightened living. Originally from Nottingham, England, Joanne now lives in rural France with her two daughters and two dogs. And I'd love to read a little passage of the book to you. Knowing yourself can be one of the hardest aspects of life to master, and being certain of your life path can be just as challenging. My name is Anna, and it's taken me a lifetime to be able to confidently say I know both. When my journey started out so dark, I sometimes wished I'd never been born. I have now found a stable state of happiness, and I know my one remaining mission lies in writing to you. Living in the modern world can be hard, and we can be certain that every human will come to know both physical and emotional pain, as well as pleasure. My childhood in particular was so disturbing, I felt constant indescribable emptiness, My life providing a torrent of events that I've had to endure in my struggle to know freedom. But now that I accept everything I have been through, I can positively affirm that I know peace, and it is a beautiful sensation. I'd like to welcome Joanne Louise Hardy to 1111 Talk Radio. Welcome, Joanne. It's a pleasure to have you here. Hi, Simran. Thank you so
2: much for having me. It's an absolute pleasure to be
1: here. Absolutely. I enjoyed reading the novel, and honestly, it took me to much of what I've been moving through over the past decade of my own life. In a a way, this was uh, depicting what I have come to myself after moving through some different experiences of trauma and grief and separation and isolation Okay. And so, in reading the book, what it allowed me to really uh, tap into was the beauty in which you've expressed a story that is common to really all of us, and that is that we encounter experiences in our life that are both trauma and wounding, uh, regardless of what our lives are or what we've what circumstances we've been born in. And that it's our responsibility to move through those and find the peace and the joy and the happiness that is on the other side. And truly that enlightenment is available to all of us when we do so. That is what I discovered in my own life. And that is what I have discovered uh, through reading your novel. Tell us a little bit about how this novel came to you um, and what you gained through the experience of writing it. Okay, certainly. Um, So I I met the the lady
2: who inspired Anna um, back in 2014. And she was looking for an author um, who would be willing to listen to her life story and to craft a novel from everything that she'd been through. Um, She knew that she was going to pass away uh, imminently. And she said, there's there's so much I want to share. You know, she'd spent a lot of her life living as an island, really, um, when there's trauma and turbulent emotions to process. Um, she wished that she'd had more advice than she'd been afforded at that time. And so before parting this dimension, she felt compelled to share everything that she'd been through, you know, Noah holds barred, you know, just share everything in the hope that the wisdom she could offer would be of use to other people out there somewhere battling their own storms. Um, so I, I was really touched by this lady and her story. I felt her to be incredibly kind-natured, um, just a, a beautiful soul really um we met online and when i expressed interest in um taking on the project we we took our first phone call to discuss it and now i i thought at the time we, we lived in different countries and i was ex- and i knew she was um terminal and i was expecting a, a little old lady um with some strong european accent on the phone and then when we took the phone call I was shocked to discover she was only 58 years old and to hear that she had an accent just like mine. And I, I couldn't help but ask, um, I said, you know, I don't suppose, are, are you from Nottingham by any chance? And she was like, yes, yes, I am. Um, and, you know, the, the World Wide Web is wonderful in the way it connects people from all around the world but I never expected her to be from my hometown so I'm a huge believer in synchronicity um and that was something that I thought okay this is this is a sign she said yeah I've, I've chosen you if you're willing to work with me out of the various people who had applied for the project um she said because I'm sure you'll be able to envisage my upbringing with uh with the, with the most clarity because you know it's my hometown too um and I was quite surprised when she told me that it was it was essentially quite a dark story that she had to tell, um because I, I thought she just seemed so kind and wise and uplifting to speak to. I thought, ok. Should I want you to prepare yourself before we start the interview process? Should i I want you to prepare yourself for hearing the worst things you could possibly hear. Um she said, and if you think you can write about that, then, we'll begin the the interview process tomorrow. Um, So I I thought long and hard, and I thought, yeah, I'm in. You know, this this lady, the way that she came over on the phone, I I thought, I want to discover a story. I want to know what she's been through and to hear her message that she wants to share. So we spent, um, we had about a year together before she then did pass away. Um, And I kept thinking every time I interviewed her, you know, I was on the edge of my seat, and I'm thinking, what on earth is going to come next? You no, know, everything she's been through, there, I mean, there were so many trigger warnings, I guess, that the book would carry um, for various different issues that can really touch people um, deeply. And I thought, okay, no, I'm I'm all in. I want to hear everything. So we did, we got through the whole story. And just after I got to the end of the um, of the first draft, Um, She called me and and said that she knew that her time had come and she was just um, extremely grateful that the universe had given us just the right amount of time that we needed to get the story down and then um, I spent the last several years, so it's been been, uh, seven years in the making, the book, so a year together and then six years afterwards. trying to get my writing to the, the standard where I thought that this book, I just hope it does justice to the, the wonderful woman that I knew and that the reader can share in the wisdom that I believe that she she had to offer. Um, she certainly touched my life. Um, and what amazes me is that there are people now all over the world reading this book and readers getting in touch with me and saying how it resonates with them, how their life has been completely different to Anna's, but how there are things in there that they've lived themselves, or um, it touches them, it brings something home to them. um, And that's, you know, it's it's wonderful to hear.
1: Well, I think that one thing that came, came through reading the book is it undoubtedly will open an individual to compassion, where they will not only have compassion for Anna, they will have compassion for their own story. And I think that that's the power of stories, is that they they allow us to see into someone else's life. But in that same way, there's this unconscious reflection that mm-hmm. takes place that allows us to hold our own at the same time. Um, as you were moving through discovering Anna's story and writing about it, how did it allow you to see the reflection in your own life, and what what growth or insight or evolution took place in your life alongside the writing of this? Okay, um, so I think what
2: Anna shows beautifully, uh, with with grace, I should say, is that um, with love in our hearts, we can rise up from even the most challenging situation um and life loves to throw us some curveballs here and there you know things that we don't see coming things that can throw us off center and leave us just reeling out Um, but it's the it's the love uh foundation i think that we we hold on to that and in love we center ourselves and the idea that there is this um This this growth that that comes through all the trauma that we might go through, you know, we survive it, we come out stronger. And for everything Anna went through, I mean, my life has not been as anywhere near as turbulent as Anna's. Um, But if she can survive all that and end her life in such a state of blissful peace, knowing that everything that has happened is happening for a reason. um, Then that's, um, I, I think that's the, the key takeaway for me is that it's it's in love and unconditional love that we, we find our peace.
1: Um, y- yes, your sharing actually takes me to a particular passage that I thought would be powerful to share with listeners. I know that oftentimes individuals have trouble with meditation. They struggle with the thoughts that come or being able to be still, to sit still or to take the time, when that is an essential tool and spiritual protocol for not only grounding, but also moving through the many types of anxieties or or chaos or challenges that come through life. And in the book, uh, it is written, I once thought meditation was about being calm, but as I've continued in my journey, I've come to feel that it is more about connecting with love than anything else. It's the realization that there is love in the atmosphere outside of us that will pour into us and strengthen our spirit if we're just open ourselves to it. When we connect to this energy, our mind dismisses fear and we're cradled in the arms of the universe. We are loved. We become love. And that's an incredibly fulfilling and empowering sensation. And so I think for individuals to begin from that place to know that regardless of what's going on in the world or in their lives or in their past, that they can close their eyes and go into that state and first find the love that's in that space and then send that love out. Yeah. And that's a very, very powerful, powerful place to be. Um, In, in regard to Anna's story, it, it begins with a turbulent childhood and, uh, not really being taught the tools or, or or having parents that have a sense of consciousness or the big picture as is said in the book and I mm-hmm. think that that's a commonality that so many people um, particularly that are of that age range right now um, mm-hmm. or you know from 30s and up have had I think as new generations are coming there we are more and more conscious parents that are being uh, that are being on the planet now but but for those of us that are, that are in those older ages, that is very much the story of not knowing who we are, forgetting who we are, or, or having the wounding and the trauma passed down. And that was slightly portrayed in, in the way that um, it, it wasn't stated. It was more shown through mm-hmm. the mother's behavior that, that the mother herself was uh, a bully and abusive simply because of her own childhood, and that's how we pass along generational trauma. Can you talk a little bit about how that theme is kind of a a subtext of the book, of how trauma spreads through families but then becomes part of our consciousness? You talked about synchronicity and how we then also attract that to our lives in the way that Anna had so many difficult things that, that came into her experience. Absolutely. Well, for me, I think it's all about
2: the concept of breaking out of survival mode. Um, and Anna looks at her life um, with the with the benefit of hindsight, looking back at her childhood, and would say um, that although it would be very easy for people to see her mother as the monster in the story, you know, and she was definitely a neglected and abused child. Um, but she she looks back and, and says that her mother had mental health issues and there was no one around to give her mum the support that she needed. Now, her parents were very young when they started having children. Uh, they'd just come through World War Two um, and they were in survival mode themselves, having suffered serious trauma. And with having no time to pause and reflect and heal, they went straight on into family life and, you know, Anna was one of five siblings. So the survival mode that her mother knew, you know, um, Anna recognizes that. But then in, in turn, she then proceeds to go out in, into the big wide world looking for love and looking for a deep human connection that she feels, because she was, despite all the the neglect and the abuse, she was a living child, a, a living teenager. She knew she had love to give, and she wanted to find a better life. But without that inner healing ever taking place, she then went into her own mode, uh, her own survival mode, of just keep going forward, trying to um, keep saying every day, or but always wondering. Why am I here? What am I, what am I doing? What is the big picture? Trying to look for her place
1: in the world um, and struggling to find it, I think. Um. Mm. My guest today is Joanne Louise Hardy, and she is the author of the book Anna, a novel inspired by a true story from the book and from Anna. Both my body and mind have been scarred during my time here, but as my spirit prepares to move on to the next dimension, I feel as if I'm being called to share my experiences in an attempt to support others who may have suffered in similar ways. Whilst there are many unsettling things happening around the world, I see that we're all connected, and while emotions are contagious, they are also draining when not managed properly. Like the ocean, our minds have the potential to house enormously powerful storms, and although we may try to ride the waves and keep our heads above water when trauma happens, it takes immense strength to regain composure. Life can so easily knock us off balance when its waves come crashing down. With all the drama I've known in my 56 years, I've come to realize that it's impossible to stay grounded all the time, unless you're literally a saint. The life I've lived has led me to what I will term enlightenment, but to get here, I also came to know the dark, turbulent side of humanity, and I often suffered at the hands of others. I invite you to pick up your copy of the book, Anna, and uh, read it for yourself and be touched by it. Let your heart be opened and allow yourself to slip into her story as you allow for the reflection of your own. You can find out more at celestinevision.com. Go to celestinevision.com and find out all that is there, including more about Joanne Louise Hardy and her book, Anna. We'll be right back after these messages.
0: Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444... Eleven Eleven Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 11-11 Magazine, order now at www.1111mag.com, 1111mag.com.
3: Do you want more, more joy, more abundance, more power and presence? How would it feel to have more loving relationships, more empowered community greater fulfillment and life purpose the 1111 mastermind community inspires empowers guides and supports transformation shift your mind expand your heart deepen insights let go and chart a new course dream a new dream the 1111 mastermind community is an online portal for personal transformation and soulful expansion Go to courses.1111mag.com. That's courses.1111mag.com. Change begins with you. Let it be simple, convenient, and transformative. The time is now. Step through the 1111 gateway. Courses.1111mag.com.
0: Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. Simron is an award-winning author, publisher of 1111 Magazine, powerful speaker of wisdom and a life mentor. Find out more at imsimron.com. Now, back to 1111 Talk Radio.
1: Before we dive back into the conversation about Anna and this beautiful book that's been written by Joanne Louise Hardy, I want to mention a special offer. For 1111 Talk Radio listeners by BetterHelp.com, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com, you can get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com forward slash 11 and spell out the word 11. Is there something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals? BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 48 hours. This is not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling done securely online, and the service is available for clients worldwide. There's a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available in many areas. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today, and you can start by getting 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com forward slash 11. The service is available again for clients worldwide and they make it easy to change counselors if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. You can visit their website and read their testimonials that are posted daily and they are helping so many individuals that you can join the over one million people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. Again, go to com forward slash 11, spell out the word 11. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. You will get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. Go to BetterHelp.com forward slash 11 and get 10% off your first month today. My guest is Joanne Louise Hardy, and we are discussing her new book, Anna. In this touching narrative, we discover a girl from Nottingham, England, who knew hardship all too well. Yearning to find freedom and live a life filled with love, Anna scours her world for an anchor to cling to and a path to lead her out of turmoil. But as this happens, when we find we are the only ones who can truly save ourselves... Anna discovers she must dig deep and face the wounds of her past. I would love to talk a little bit about uh, trauma. I think that's becoming such a uh, more upfront and personal topic that has been discussed. Uh, There is a, a movie that was released by the Sand Institute featuring Dr. Gabor Mate on the wisdom of trauma, and so there's more and more awareness of how we're all traumatized in some way, and how that trauma affects us in how we live live our lives, and then you also brought up uh, about mental health and mm-hmm. the importance of of that that approach towards mental health and really facing, you know, the wounds that we have and dealing with the emotional baggage that we have carried, as you interviewed Anna and as you. Moved through creating her story in this book, um, mm-hmm. how was it that Anna stayed so strong with all of the trauma that she endured? Because it wasn't just her childhood trauma. She had some really, really difficult experiences that would be physically, emotionally, mentally, psychologically scarring in a way that many people would break from those types of things, and not be able to come back, and yet she was able to move through and get to the other side. She was. Um, I think
2: she was. She was a fiercely independent woman um, who who sought love more than than anything else. Um, and she she wasn't compelled to go out and, and try and amass the, the wealth and fame or anything. She wanted love and. Um, through her journey, we we see her get knocked down again and again and again, and she keeps getting back up. Um, but she's I think she would say her salvation came um, when she entered into rehabilitation. And when finally she had people around her, she had a support network around her of people who were genuinely interested in, in her mental health, her her well-being. Um, and gave her the tools that she really needed to recognize that her wounds ran deep and to overcome that so the opportunity to have therapy to have counseling to be given a tool set to build a a healthy life um, that would be when uh, she would be in her 30s uh, that she would say that that's when her her salvation came and she knew that in order to look after her son in order to be a mother she had to look after herself first you know she she recognized that she'd be little use um to anybody else unless she first learned to make peace with her past and to go through those those things that she'd uh, that had scarred her that had left wounds deep inside when she was given the opportunity to actually talk and to air those problems um that's when she began moving forward in in real health um i would say so um for healing trauma you know she uh, she would have said uh, her mum was all about uh, don't let the neighbors know there's any problems you know you you keep your private business private and nobody knows about you know, the the secrets that they bury um, but Anna was, uh, when she'd, she'd come through, um, into mature adulthood, we'll say she was very much, um, of the thinking that we need to share that it's in sharing our truth that we can together overcome our trauma. When you realize you're not alone, that it's, even though you may feel alone, sat at home with the curtains closed and, you know, nobody around that you're not, there are, um, there are vast numbers of people out there that are going through the same thing. Um, and in opening up to each other, in sharing our truth, sharing our stories, then it gives each other strength. And she would say that's a, a key part of, of her overcoming trauma. Um, she was able, when she'd healed and having attended support groups and such, she was able to go back and give support to other people. And she met a lot of friends and, and gained a lot of personal joy and satisfaction from helping others to overcome their problems, too, and being there for people in their hour of need. Um, so,
1: yes. yes. <laughs> you know, secrets and stories, they are the the two sides of the coin. And the secrets can be that poison that sits within us that doesn't allow the spirit to soar or the human being to grow and really shine. And it's when we are willing to share our stories in that complete vulnerability and authenticity and wisdom, because I think they also have to be shared from a place where there's no heat, where there's no trigger, where we really have come to a place of reconciliation with everything that has taken place in our lives and that sounds like anna was really at that place when she shared her story with you she -hmm. could share it for the humanity and the heartbreak and the tragedy and the trauma but she could also share it from the place of love and peace and holding it for the sacred story that it was that's it Uh, she was definitely um an advocate
2: of compassion um worldwide compassion uh compassion for the self compassion for um, others around you, compassion for the whole of humanity and for the planet. Um, and it was through compassion, the lens of compassion, looking back when she's saying, "This is um, this is how to view my story." Recognising there are no monsters out, you know, in in this story, there's no bad guy. It's just everybody dealing with life in their own way. And she understands why people made the choices that they did. And through compassion and forgiveness of both others and of herself, then. She's not locked in a, as a prisoner of the, the past anymore where those hurts still hurt. You know, it's it's moving through into
1: health, having healed, moving through into the, the state of health. From the book, Anna, I've realized now we are in control of how much we allow our past to impact our present. We choose whether or not we replay moments in our mind over and over again, and we decide how much we let past events drain our energy I now know the best thing I can do is let go of any hurt, anger, and anxiety, acknowledge what these episodes taught me, and move on, focusing on the positives I know in the present rather than the negatives I knew once in the past. And I think that, you know, the past is the place that often becomes the chains for so many people. Uh, it, we use the past against ourselves, and we don't realize that that is how the individual imprisons themselves to not be able to move forward, to be to remain stuck inside themselves. So that's a really powerful passage for individuals reading it, and it takes place early on in the book uh, to allow individuals to understand that whatever happened to you doesn't have to be who you are or determine what is going to take place with you. And uh, so were these one of the insights that Anna came to or... In the writing of this book, did you also insight, insert some of your own wisdom, uh, knowing how much uh, of your own study and work that you've done yourself, as as well as being one of the writers and management consultants for Celestianvision.com?
2: I, I definitely did interweave my own um, my own thoughts into the book. Um, you know, I was with Anna for a year before she passed away, and then I, I was. Working, for, I don't know how many times I've been through that book, hundreds probably, seeking to always make it better, seeking to give the reader the, the most um, authentic experience. In the, um, but as I was as I started working with James um, and writing with the Celestine Vision, um, James has mentored me with my writing for the last four years, and he read the book very early on um, and. He gave me lots of advice for how to structure my writing, how to try to uplift the reader as we go through, because it it is a, it can be a challenging story, you know, to, to process. Um, but to always bring the reader back up at the end of every chapter to look back with a hindsight and say, okay, this is the learnings that we're taking away. So James really encouraged me to get a lot of that reflection into the book. Um, and it was the perfect vehicle, really, for me to to put out there um, the, the wisdom that I've learned at Celestine, the insights there, to introduce that into the book. Because I know Anna, you know, the, the Celestine Prophecy, it was one of her favorite books, and we spent a long time discussing that term um, and... When I was asked to enrich the text further, to develop ideas further, I couldn't phone her up. I couldn't say, hey, Anna, what do you think of this? I had to go into her character, I had to become Anna and explain the reflections from what I knew of her. And, you know, we were very much aligned in our thinking. Um, So, yeah, I I did. I did go back and introduce um, some of the, the reflections, knowing her you know, she became one of my best friends at the end of that year, you know, we were, we were very, very close. Uh, I had deep respect and love for that lady. Um, but I had to go into her character to enrich the story even more. And as I'm typing, I had to become her voice, you know, and think, okay, this is, this is how we're going to look
1: back at this episode. And
2: um, I, I really enjoyed the process.
1: I really did. Well, that seems like a, a really deepened experience of, of empathy, which is something that I think if if all of us in the world were able to really put ourselves in other people's shoes or to see a story from another's eyes and heart and perspective, that that would broaden the compassion on the planet and the kindness and the care that we offer one another. And for that to happen, we have to first give it to ourselves From the book, while I couldn't escape my turmoil as a teenager, as an adult, I have the power to pick up my inner child, nourish her, and carry her away from all the pain that she endured. And as I live in the present, she's inside me, knowing love and being offered a fresh start with every day that dawns. Ultimately, for each and every one of us, as we move through our spiritual and human journey, we reach that point where we do have to take that child within and we parent and love that part of ourselves and really allow a very special and sacred place inside. Can you talk a little bit about uh, what Anna had gotten to in terms of caring for her own inner child? And did having a child uh, assist with that um, because she had trouble uh, getting pregnant and had had so many vicarious experiences in regard to sexuality uh, and, and also shame. So can you talk a little bit about the connection of the inner child to Anna as well as how that related to her having a child, Sam?
2: Okay, so I think you know, she, um, as, a, as a child, she was craving love. She got it from her big sister, um, but from her parents, and particularly from her mom, there was nothing like that. And that lack of love from her mum scarred her deeply. I think it was her biggest wound that she had to um, to get through um, and it was through therapy that she found the the ability to forgive her mum or well, in fact to release the suppressed anger you know because she was quite a placid soul you know I think she was a very strong woman but she was kind of uh, placid at the same time and through therapy, being able to release the anger that she had suppressed deep within her. there was a state of powerlessness that she felt as a child, not a teenager, not able to control her own life, um, this powerlessness to change anything that affected her deeply. Um, but it was the it was the lack of love from her mum, as I say, that was her biggest scar. Um, So when she became a mother herself, I think that's when she suddenly found the awe um, of uh, unconditional love. And she would do anything for that child to give her child the love that she should have known when she was growing up. Um, You know, and there's nothing that would hold her back from expressing her love, from doting on her child, um, from being there for them in any way that she could be, um, she wanted to raise her child as a, a whole nurtured being. Uh, Recognising she was learning from her child at the same time as they're learning from her. Um, so, yeah, she's. Um, it, it was all about the 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 unconditional love, really, and
1: that's what she was missing, and that's what she needed to give, and to receive. As serendipity would have it, a book landed in her lap and suddenly shifted her life. Anna said, I felt suddenly just as important as the next person. I wasn't a failure. I was still a child of the universe trying to find my way home. As I stared at the sky, I knew deep within me that no matter how many drugs I took, they would never heal me. Narcotics had never offered me anything except temporary relief from my turmoil and escapism from the sense of emptiness that dwelled inside me. Now the time had arrived for me to address that void, to tackle my fears, my self-doubt, and emotions which I had forever suppressed. It was time to get in touch with my true self, to shine a light inside me and work to remove the shadows of anxiety, fear, and hurt. I no longer felt alone, sinking into never-ending quicksand, The opportunity to find my feet and to pull myself up from the depths of despair was finally at hand. This is from the book, Anna, by Joanne Louise Hardy, a novel inspired by a true story. I invite you to go to CelestineVision.com and find out more about this book and all of the work at CelestineVision.com. Joanne Louise Hardy is a writer and management consultant and advisor to James Redfield since 2017 keenly interested in the human potential movement. She writes with the mission of contributing to our conscious evolution by exploring life situations, human emotions, and the path to enlightened living. Once again, that's Celestianvision.com. We'll be right back after these messages.
0: Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. 1111 magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart and stepping into conscious living. 1111 magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com.
3: Do you want more more joy, more abundance, more power and presence? How would it feel to have more loving relationships? more empowered community, greater fulfillment, and life purpose, the 1111 Mastermind community inspires, empowers, guides, and supports transformation let it be simple, convenient, and transformative. The time is now. Step through the 1111 gateway. Courses.1111mag.com It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed.
0: VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com
1: I invite you to check out the latest issues of 1111 Magazine. They are always up digitally for free, and they are there to enhance your own lifestyle by introducing you to many amazing individuals across this world that are doing great works of creativity, creative capacity, and conscious evolution for all of us. In addition, you will see editions of my own writings and different pieces To complete the book, to complete each issue, and I hope you enjoy them. Again, they are free and they are digital always on 1111mag.com's platform. In addition, the archives on 1111 Talk Radio are timeless. I have had the honor and pleasure of interviewing so many amazing individuals, such as Joanne Hardy, today, and I invite you to explore many of the archives that are there all the way back to the beginning of 1111 Talk Radio. And finally, I have a new book releasing. It is available for pre-order. It is called Living, The Seven Blessings of Human Experience. And it is basically the wisdom that I have gained from my own experience, not unlike the experiences that Anna has undergone. So I hope you will check out that book and find the wisdom that was gained, as well as a grid work and template for the evolution of consciousness. You can find uh, a link to that in the top banner on the show page. Just go right to there and go ahead and place your pre-order. There is an abundance of work to be done to heal our planet from the damage that our species has caused, but I'm certain, I'm left certain that this amazing effort will be undertaken and it will be successful. Through my spiritual voyage, I saw how these trying times are triggering us to collectively value and nurture peace, freedom, and sustainability It's a relative dimension that we inhabit, so in order for us to recognize what love is, its opposite must exist. Joy is not distinguished as joy without the balance of sadness. Without inner turmoil, inner peace cannot be comprehended. Without opposing extremes, there is only consciousness, and our dimension is about experience. To experience, we must witness the contrast. To know peace, you must understand war. To know freedom, you must understand oppression. And to comprehend the importance of sustainability and the consequences of our actions, we have had to witness nature dying at our hands. We are being shown the dark so that we can see the light and consciously choose it as our true path. This is from the book, Anna, a novel inspired by a true story written by Joanne Louise Hardy. Find out more at CelestineVision.com. Joanne, I'd like to touch on a couple of things in this last segment that we have and the first one is the theme of shame. Uh, I, I think I read once somewhere that we all are either dealing with overcoming shame or overcoming guilt. And one of those two will be more predominant in life for each and every human being. There is a, a deep theme of shame that runs through this book. And it started uh, in her childhood home with her mother having to overcompensate for her own shame and I think that there must have been much shame that Anna must have experienced through the many experiences that she had to go through as well. Can you say anything in regard to shame or that perhaps Anna shared in regard to her own shame?
2: Okay, so I think it's, it's, um, as far as shame is, is concerned, um, Anna was Anna was just a, an advocate for the truth and for sharing the truth um in order to grow from it so hiding away um hiding away events from um, her life you know she wasn't interested in that she was putting everything on the table for me to to include in the novel uh, she was saying to me i'm going to tell you things that i've never told anybody before um, and so she had she had hidden away things in in her past. at the end of her life, she was saying, look, i'm I'm opening up here." And you know she'd been terminally ill for quite some time, um with doctors telling her that she's probably only got another six months left or another year left, and time would would keep going past. And she she said to me, um she was like, sometimes I've wondered why I'm still here, why other people um, have been called away before me, you know to transition to the next dimension, but I'm still here." And she said, I think it's because I've got so much in my head that I need to let out. Um, And once I've shared this um, without fear of of, um, repercussions, without fear, sharing it without fear, really, just full stop. Um, Then she said, I think at that point, the truth will set me free. Um, And it did. You know she got everything out she she wanted me to share it with the world as widely as I could, which I'm doing my best to now um but it was that sense of she carried stuff around. I know she she went through therapy um in her thirties, um, but arriving at the end of her life and having things that she'd never shared with anyone, and I'm sure she didn't share any you know like you say shame would be. Um, she doesn't. She wouldn't want to be judged by the choices that she'd made. That fear had kept things within her, but finally she got to the point of, "I need, I need to let this out, and to um, take the weight off her shoulders of all these things that she'd been carrying." So, and really, it, it it was true. She was absolutely right. Once she'd said it all, then she was she was able to transition to the next dimension. So when she said, "You know, I think my one remaining mission is to write to you," I believe she was absolutely right because this is is what she did with the last year of her life was you know speak to me every day um, and share everything without holding back without fear. Um, and I, I found it a, a beautiful story. I uh, really did.
1: Anna shared, it seems to me that the universe has had something more that it's wanted me to do, something more than just listening to and loving others in my community. When I consider the big picture and my personal mission, I know that raising awareness of AIDS has been a key part of my life. But now when I wonder what my journey has prepared me to do, I see I must expand my mission to encompass spirituality too. For I've been between dimensions, I've connected with spirits, and that is now part of my truth that I have to tell. In addition to love and time, I know that my truth is the other asset that I have to share, and I believe that every time one of us tells our truth, coming from a place of love, we can help each other, comfort each other, inspire each other, and evolve. There is an incident where she not only connected with spirits, but she had an understanding of what the afterlife was or is. Can mm-hmm. you, and that was a big reason that you also wanted to write this story for Anna. Absolutely. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yes, absolutely.
2: So that was um, one of the key things that drew me to the mm-hmm. the project. Before I knew about all the trauma that I was going to hear about um, and that side of the story, I knew she said that she, um, she said she she knew there was life after death she didn't believe it she'd gone through the stage of belief and she'd had enough things happen in her life to say this is proof this is personal proof for her to know that there is life after death um and when I heard that um I said yes I need to hear this you know I want to hear everything you've got to say um and I, I found it absolutely fascinating um, because when she when she went into a coma late into her life, um, she spent um, a, a couple of weeks um, unconscious, but rather we would term it, um, she was super conscious at that time. I think we prefer the term super conscious for what she, she went through than being in a deeply unconscious state because at that point she's saying her soul left her body and went to a space um, outside of the earth as we know it so she could look back at life um, where she suddenly realized that time um, only exists as a human concept and she saw the past present and future all existing at once Um, and from this really this position in outer space Looking back at the Earth in its entirety, she said she felt this overwhelming sense of peace and love all around her. Um, And when she came back, uh, so so during that time, she saw flashing images. um, She said it as if someone was showing her photos and saying there's this photo and this photo and this one. Some of the people she recognized, some of the people she didn't. Um, She felt like she was being shown the past of her DNA. Um, and and being shown the the future too Um, and I was just all in to listening to that but what really intrigued me as well is that when she came back um, to this dimension she returned as a clairvoyant and she was deeply in tune with the spiritual nature of our universe um, able to connect with spirits um, and she had many um, many spiritual experiences. That I, I, personally, I'll listen to people talk about um, paranormal activity, spiritual um, happenings, all day, all night long. I, I just soak it up. Um, it really interests me to hear people explain uh, explain about the uh, wild and weird stuff that we we can't explain with science. Um, so that was a, a, a real pull for me to to hear this, because I think you know, people can be quite scared of opening up and sharing their spiritual experience with others um, through the fear of being judged or seen as crazy or, um, you know, it's, if it can't be explained with science, then, oh, okay, uh, did it really happen or are you just, um, you know, off in cloud cuckoo land? But I think when she... When she opened up and she told me about the kind of things that she'd experienced, there were times when I think, oh, I've had I've had things like that too, you know. And in my life, I've had many paranormal experiences um, during my thirty nine years, and lots of things where I think, okay, I've got no rational explanation for that, other than there is. Uh, well, One no, of scientific exp- explanation, sorry, explanation for that, rather, but it's very rational now to, to think, okay, I'm connecting with people in the next dimension. And there is this this gateway that can open up, I believe, to allow contact, to allow messages, um, particularly love to, to come through um, between the veil that separates us from the afterlife. So I think when we share our stories together and we do open up and trust each other and say, hey, you know, once this happened to me or that happened to me, then we gain strength together and we say this is a, a, a real key point for our evolution where it's not uncommon to have contact from um, somebody you've recently lost to the other side. Um, it happens all the time. Um, so that's, uh, yeah, That's that was a key reason that I, I took on the book as well because I, I just wanted to listen to everything she could possibly tell me in that respect.
1: Beautiful. The book ends with the Hopi prophecy. When the earth is sick and the animals and the plants are dying, there shall arise a new tribe. This new tribe will be made up of all colors and creeds. They will be called the Rainbow Warriors and they will put their faith into actions, not words. Through this powerful novel... Anna portrays a universal truth with grace. No matter how dark life can get, with love in our hearts, we can find the courage and strength to rise up from even the most challenging experiences. I invite you to go to CelestineVision.com, order your copy of Anna, uh, have it as a wonderful summer read to finish out your summer. It's by Joanne Louise Hardy. You can follow her on social media and definitely explore the insights that Anna has to share Thank you, Joanne, for being on 1111 Talk Radio. Next week, my guest is going to be Christy Whitman, and we are going to talk about the desire factor. I hope you'll join me. Until then, in love, of love, with love, and as love. I am Simran.
0: Be well. Thank you for opening your mind to a new reality. Your heart to greater compassion and your experience of aliveness with 1111 Talk Radio. Join host Simron next Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern Time to step through the gateway of conscious living here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Remember, you are not on the journey. You are the journey.